0: Question in the third Do you believe China knowingly kept coronavirus data from international healthcare professionals? Very straightforward, very plain. 70% of all Americans said yes. You're listening to Code Red with Secure America Now, the largest national security grassroots army. Welcome to the Code
1: Red podcast. I'm Alan Roth, president of Secure America Now. Today, we are privileged to have as our guest, pollster and political strategist, John McLaughlin. In 2016, John was one of the few pollsters to understand that a political earthquake was in the process of erupting in the United States. That earthquake elected Donald Trump to the White House. Once again, John is helping to reelect President Trump.
0: John, welcome. It's great to be back with you. And besides working for the president and others, I I have the privilege of being your pollster at Secure America Now, so that's great. And uh, the work you're doing is important.
1: At this moment, America seems to be at the cusp of moving beyond the total lockdown of our economy. You just completed a national survey can you share with us some of the results of your national survey pertaining to American attitudes towards the coronavirus and how important is the virus to the lives of Americans?
0: Um, let me let me just frame the, the poll first. We did the survey from April 16th through the 20th, and it's a thousand likely voters across the country, and. You know, certainly represents what should be a national presidential turnout. And it's different than a lot of media polls in that we're not just randomly calling adults. We are calling uh, registered voters and then we're screening them to see if they're likely to vote in November. So it's, it's, it's uh, more precise than a lot of the media polls in that respect. And it's modeled after the 2016 presidential election with uh, more Democrats than Republicans, but, uh, but it t- tends to be fairer. And what what we've seen in these national surveys is that we're really at a historic time, and you, you and I have known each other for decades, we're, we're, and we uh, have been through a lot of uh, things politically where we've seen a lot of things, and the political environment right now is one that we have never seen before, where it's 9-11 and it's 2008, the Great Recession combined, where, in effect... It's almost like being at war and being on the edge of depression at the same time. And people's attitudes um, reflect that kind of anxiety. And when we asked them in this survey, and the survey, by the way, if people want to find the survey, it's at McLaughlinOnline.com. And it's also uh, Newsmax.com published a couple of blogs about the results. And we take the survey, as you know, every month. And we did ask them about, you know, what's the most important issue facing the United States today? And although they have severe economic concerns, 4 to 10 voters were saying it's either stopping the spread of coronavirus or developing a vaccine, 22% to 19%, respectively. And another, 25%, said their most important concern was economics, of which the one that scored the most was 11% saying reopen the country right now. So, you know, you're faced with the, the issues of your health immediately and your concern for yourself and your family's health. And then you're also faced with these grave economic concerns, which are secondary, but it's a real close secondary. In that last month when we took the survey, 50% of the people under 55 in affected working population said they couldn't survive more than a month without uh, uh, with being out of work and not having a paycheck. And when we asked uh, about the economy, two months ago in February, in this, and, and we do these surveys for years, every month. Two months ago in February, we said, is the economy getting better or worse? 52 to 39, they said better. But then on March 26th, it was 28% better, 64% worse. This April 20th survey, 29% better, 65 worse. So two-thirds of the country think that of the voters think that the economy is getting worse. In February, we said, are we in recession or are we not in recession? Now, most of the time for eight years that Obama was president, most voters thought we were in recession. 19%, because of Donald Trump and the growing economy, only thought we were in recession back in February. 69 said not. And in March, March 26, it was about half, 48% not recession, 44% recession. Now it's fifty six percent are telling us in we're in recession, and that recession is thirty seven percent. So you've got grave, serious health concerns on top of grave, serious economic concerns. And in spite of all that, by the way, we asked a question like, um, you know, do you believe the same seven? do you believe Americans have the means of coming together to confront the challenges ahead? much the same way they did after Pearl Harbor and 9-11. And 79% said yes. And we asked them, is this a Republican issue, a Democrat issue, or partisan politics has no role to play? 79% said partisan politics no role to play. So in spite of the grave threat, Americans believe we can come together and we can get out of this. And... Uh, um, you know, ironically, most of the questions we get for these surveys, people say, "Well, how's the president doing?" Well, the president had a 49% job approval in March. He has a 48% job approval now. It's virtually the same. So that, in spite of all these dire, serious consequences, his his base is holding him together, and uh, um, and and they're you know he, they're not leaving him. They they and uh, and the majority of Americans, I think, believe that he can get us And uh, that that we will do the right thing. So, uh, 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 you know, uh, we also did ask a question. This is more specific than what you talked about the reopening. We asked a question where we said, if the number of hospitalizations and intensive care admissions are significantly decreasing in certain parts of the country, after May 1st, with universal testing of workers, would you favor or oppose reopening businesses in those parts of the country? And two thirds of the voters said yes, 65 to 27. Now, as far as testing goes, the president was talking about that yesterday in his briefing. And, you know, America has really scared it up, scaled up the testing more than any other country in the world. And, uh, you know, they're optimistic. They're optimistic that we can go back to work and we can recover the economy and that we are uh, containing the virus. So, uh, so I think that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that um,
1: overview and putting uh, your poll in a sense in context in this podcast as well. Uh, in your questioning, did you probe into what Americans thought about these daily briefings that the president is almost always involved with about the corona concept? Uh, virus, is this something that do you think that is benefiting him politically or hurting him
0: politically? It's definitely be- benefiting him politically. Fifty-six percent of the voters in the survey said that they regularly watch his uh, daily briefings. And That's a lot. That's a huge number. Fifty-six percent of Americans watching anything. And if they watched his daily briefings, they approved the job he's doing— uh, 63%. The ones who didn't watch the disapproval was 70. And the big difference is we've seen this, we've seen this over and over again with President Trump. If you watch him in the State of the Union, you approve the job he's doing, you think he's doing great. If you watch him speak at the rallies, you think he's doing a great job, you think he's, you know, had a great rally. If you watched his announcement speech, if you watched his Fourth of July speech uh, last year uh, uh, in Washington. You gave them high approval marks. If you didn't watch it and you only saw news reports, you disapproved because I, we've never seen the media so biased. I mean, I've never seen it. I've seen it. You know, we've seen it with Reagan. We've seen it with uh, uh, Bush. We've seen it certainly. Um, you know, you get a friend Brent Bozell at your Research Center. They have studies where ninety percent of the media coverage of President Trump is negative negative. and. On the other hand, those people, the millions, tens of millions of people that, that follow him directly, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or they watch his rallies, or they watch his daily briefings, they're overwhelmingly favorable, they overwhelmingly support the job he's doing. If you only get news reports, you're negative. So we asked the question, and and these are kind of extreme questions. You've asked Secure America Now, Jeff. a couple of years ago, you asked the question, uh, uh, you believe everything in the media or can you not believe everything that you see in the media and 77 percent said no and i remember that that was like a year a year ago two years ago in december and it was a huge number um in this survey we asked regarding the national media's coverage of president trump's handling of the coronavirus emergency would you say that too many members of the media have been unfair biased and even disrespectful to the president or the media has been un- has been fair, unbiased, and always respectful to the president. Now, we threw in the word respectful because we have watched these briefings. And 48% said the media has been unfair and disrespectful. Only 42% said the media has been fair and respectful. That is a huge number. And when you think about this, the idea that you would be disrespectful to the president during a national crisis never happened before. I mean, when Clinton was president, he was going into Kosovo or whatever. Or something was going on. You know, you you took, you left partisan politics at the door. You didn't. You, you didn't. Uh, um, you know, you didn't uh, uh, bring partisan politics. And and as the survey admit, as I mentioned, seventy nine percent of these voters don't want partisan politics right now. And the media is being extremely partisan and extremely Democrat. And we also asked them, because uh, uh, what's going on, too, besides the media, is because they're really, in, in many ways, an extension of the Democrat Party. They're really not in independent kind of media right now. Um, when we asked them, when we said uh, uh, that, the, that the Democrats and the liberal national media are trying to move blame for the spread of coronavirus away from China to President Trump for partisan political gain just to win the election, the plurality of voters agreed, 49 to 42. And, you know, when you get an independence agreeing to for that 47 to 43, you know, you're seeing something that's really transformational in terms of the way the media is viewed in the United States, because they're no longer seen as independent and they're no longer seen as a, uh, you know, so, you know, somebody who basically is honoring that special place in, in the United States that you're supposed to be, a. uh. uh you're supposed to be uh, nonpartisan. So uh, it's a kind of amazing transformation for, you know, in the past maybe they they tried to seem like they were nonpartisan, but now it's like, it's definitely apparent to the, you know, near majority of voters here. One of the things that
1: we have seen is that since the virus has been uh, exposed, that it's come from China, that it came from Wuhan and may have come, may not have come out of the laboratory, that there has been a very conservative effort by the Chinese Communist Party to change the dialogue and the reporting and saying that they were not at fault, that the Chinese Communist Party was not at fault in terms of this viring this this virus and did you test to see if in fact their propaganda is working? Do Americans think that China has acted irresponsible not only in terms of developing the virus but also in terms of simply sharing
0: information that could help the rest of the world we did and and we first of all we said um and this was the the, the question that uh lawrence katish who you probably know from long island he's, he's a uh, entrepreneur but he also sponsors the uh the american museum of armor where he's got a tent music very patriotic individual but uh it's got a tank museum out there that honors the American military and armed services. But the uh, uh, he asked the question in the survey. Do you believe China knowingly kept coronavirus data from international healthcare professionals? Very straightforward, very plain. 70% of all Americans said yes. And it went across the board. Republicans, 84%. Democrats, 58%. Independents, 70%. Um, if you were under 55, 68% of you are over 55, 74%. I mean, Americans across the country are looking at China and saying they covered this up. They didn't tell us the truth and they covered it up. And uh, we, he then asked, "Question: Do you believe that China views the pandemic as an opportunity to advance their international agenda?" 49% said yes. 26 said no. So two to one. They're saying China's using this. To, to advance an international agenda. And and uh, um, and when we asked questions later on, because everybody's seen the stories about there were, you know, supplies, uh, necessary equipment, essential equipment for our healthcare workers that are were coming from China. And when we asked in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and thinking about where we get our health equipment and face masks, do you think we need to end our dependence on Chinese imports? said end the dependence, only 16% said there was no need. And again, it was across the board. It was uh, all parties, it was all uh, ideologies. And when we asked, uh, uh, you know, uh, considering the economic aftershocks of coronavirus pandemic in the United States, does it require us to change our trading relationship with China? 72% agreed, 15% disagreed. should we withdraw manufacturing from China? 59% agreed, 29 disagreed. And when we asked the question about, do you favor or oppose Washington mandating that American companies with essential manufacturing and technology depart China to help rebuild the American economy and upon moving back home be given tax incentives and tax credits for the jobs they created in America? 72% favored, only 15% opposed. So there's real strong across-the-board political, ideological, uh, demographic support for, you know, let's bring back those manufacturing jobs that we need and those businesses that we need and bring them back from China and bring them into the United States so they're not dependent anymore, because frankly, they just don't trust the Chinese. And you've seen it before in surveys that you've asked over the years to secure America now, that we see them as a threat, not just a threat in terms of economics, but also in terms of values. In terms of militarily, they're seen as a threat. Um, They're competitors in the space, they're competitors in technology. And, and, you know, we we did that survey in January for uh, the Committee for the Present Danger about China. And Americans don't like the fact that they use technology to spy on their own citizens, as well as other people, that they're unfair to American businesses, that they often take our own intellectual property. Um, precisely with Donald Trump. Well, president Trump has stood up to the Chinese. In his first campaign in 2016, he said this was unfair. He ran on the trading uh, uh, issue. And, and during his, his you know, years of presidency now, he has the, he's the only president that's ever held China accountable, that has brought them to the table and gotten phase one of a new trading deal done. At the same time, is trying to resolve the most difficult issues. Where, when when they agreed to phase one or what, whatever last year, the Chinese had agreed to a, a broader agreement to cover intellectual property, etc. And all of a sudden, they changed the terms on the president. And the president wouldn't let them off the hook. So he's he he saw this you know threat coming when other people were saying no, and that's why. You know, overwhelmingly, we know that his travel ban was overwhelmingly popular. His recent, uh, not from our polls, but other published polls, his recent stoppage of immigration into the United States because of jobs and also because of healthcare concerns. I saw two polls. One was 70% approved, another was 80% approved. Um, so people know that he's doing the right things. Well, it's amazing that for years, uh, his political opponents and the establishment that opposes him uh, has attacked him for it, and now they're, you know, and now they keep attacking him for it. And it's it's just how out of touch they are with the American people. And it's one of the questions in the survey we asked, should President Trump continue to uh, uh, fight to bring change to Washington? And the majority of Americans consistently have said, uh, you know, that he needs to keep doing that. Where you had that, um, I believe it was 51% to 38% in, uh, in this poll, said they wanted to continue uh, to, to do that. It was uh, and uh, back in March, 56-32; February, 53-37; um, last July, 51-38, virtually what it is today. So people under, understand that President Trump is there to fight the establishment and to bring change to Washington, and he's still doing it. And they. You know that's part of the problem with the media. It's part of the problem with uh, this whole this whole uh, arrangement with China that the establishment just is out of touch with the the vast majority of Americans. So
1: it's interesting and to me encouraging that the American people, despite a concerted effort, even on the part of the media, we saw some media outlets actually using. Chinese propaganda videos uh, to make the case that um, the false case that Donald Trump is responsible for the virus, and um, but there's also with America living in a situation where we have government dictating whether we can leave our houses. We have government. Uh, making decisions as to whether or not restaurants can open. Uh, And we have government uh, borrowing and spending tremendous sums of money to keep the economy going. You asked a couple of questions, which I found uh, the answers quite interesting. Um, One of them is, do you prefer... Small government, or do you prefer big government? Can you share with us what Americans think, and tell us if that number has changed?
0: Uh, that number has changed, and it, and we've asked this, as you know, uh, we've been asking this for years. And uh, on our website, where we have the chart, we we date the chart back to. January of 2015, but it goes way back even further. Normally, we get five to three, the majority of Americans say, do you want uh, smaller government with fewer services? And we say fewer services because it's usually a tough thing versus larger government with many services. And normally, it's a five to three majority. This poll, it closed. And it was 45% uh, smaller government to 41% larger government. And and it's, and it's really unique. When we saw this trend, it started to close in the last poll, and it appears to be that the perception that the federal government has to be able to deal with what's going on right now with the pandemic. Ironically, in the same poll, uh, when we asked them about, because there's been a big debate about capitalism and about uh, uh, socialism, because there has been, You've seen in previous polls that we've done, there has been a rise in the sentiment, particularly among younger voters, that socialism could be perceived as more fair. And uh, in this survey, we asked all things being equal, do you prefer free market capitalism or big government socialism? That has stayed consistent, where uh, back in June of 2019, it was 63% to 14%. Now it's 59% to 17%. The only place where it gets close is among Democrats. If you're, because Republicans, they prefer free market capitalism 79 to 9. Independents prefer free market capitalism 64 to 12. Among Democrats, it's 36%, only 36% for free market capitalism. And 29% say that they prefer big government socialism. So we've got a problem that if you elect Democrats this year in November, there's going to be a lot of socialists who get elected and don't share our values and will continue to move to the country to a place where the majority of Americans don't want to go. Because in the same survey, when we asked about policies to uh, affect this, like last, last month we asked the question about uh, do you prefer the direct cash payments and cutting the payroll tax? Or do you want to increase government spending for entitlements like, like uh, Medicaid, food stamps, et cetera? And it was overwhelmingly, they preferred uh, uh, they preferred the uh, uh, direct cash payments and uh, their own, they're getting, you know, basically them having control of it. That was like a three to one cut majority, big majority. Uh, 77% were in favor of that. Uh, this month, when we asked in order to save and create jobs, suspending the payroll tax for all businesses and workers for the rest of the year, they approved that. 67 to 20%. So they really do prefer the free market solutions, but we've got a big problem in that you got Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats really not letting this crisis go to waste. And they're trying to put out, you know, policies that uh, really expand government and don't really help people. And, and Pelosi, uh, you know, fortunately for us, most Americans don't like her. And uh, uh, in this survey, where we asked about if they were favorable or unfavorable to her, um, uh, uh she was a 53 unfavorable and only 39 percent uh favorable that was before you know she gave the interview about eating ice cream for her expensive home etc in san francisco while holding up uh the aid to small businesses that that president trump and uh you know the republicans in the senate were trying to get to the, the small businesses but uh it's really, it's really an unprecedented time that we've got to deal with this right
1: now.
0: You, in the
1: poll, you asked uh, at least a couple of questions, a have been more, on possible uh, economic solutions, whether American voters actually supported. Uh, one of them is, I know, a Steve Forbes idea of floating, 100-year bonds, rather than borrowing the money from the Treasury. Uh, and the other one was to suspend the payroll tax. Are Americans uh, supportive of giving business uh, opportunities uh, to, in a sense, defer taxes and so that they can get
0: moving again? Absolutely, because when you think about it, most of these voters grew up at a time where Reagan's policy succeeded. And they—they they, even if they're younger voters, they know that they benefited from it. And they're, my, one of my lines to our friends like Larry Kudlow and Steve Forbes is, we're all, we all seem to be supply-siders now, which is good because this is a historic moment where you can make mistakes and repeat, you know, the, the mistakes that Herbert Hoover made in the... In the, in, in, the, in the Great Depression, 1929, he raised taxes and he put up tariffs for trade barriers. And and, and, and and the United States not only was in depression, but it went into a long-term depression until they got out of it with World War II. Here, you're seeing a situation, much like people forget that the United States, everybody talks about the pandemic after World War One, the Spanish flu. Well, after World War One and the, the, the international pandemic then... There was a there was a depression in uh, 1919, 1920, 21, where President Wilson didn't do much, and it's written by uh, in a book by uh, the Forgotten Depression by uh, James Grant, and and he, and uh, he, President Wilson was sick, he had a stroke, so he didn't do much. His wife was around the country, and Harding got elected, and him being a you know, laissez faire Republican, didn't do much, and the country bounced back out of that depression, where you had very high levels of unemployment, like like we're going to see now. But the country back, bounced back, came right out of it, and you had a boom for most of the most of the twenties. Uh, and the Republicans went up in terms of their representation in in the Senate and the House, and and they uh, elected Calvin Coolidge, et cetera, and they elected Hoover, and then Hoover. So I do the wrong thing. But on the policy thing, on the right things, when we asked that question about suspending the payroll tax for our business and workers through the rest of the year, that sixty-seven twenty wasn't a partisan number. It was Republicans favored at seventy seven to seventeen, Democrats sixty-two twenty one, independents sixty-three to twenty-two. And if you approve of Trump, you approve of at seventy seven fifteen. But if you disapprove of Donald Trump, you approve of that fifty-nine twenty-four. African-American voters, sixty one twenty approved. Hispanic, sixty two twenty four approved. And our, our friend Steve Forbes' idea where instead of trying to, you know, fix the deficit with massive tax hikes where everything would have to be doubled, et cetera, where there'd be a long-term deficit, he, he has this idea that you could uh, – that you could have a 100-year bond like the, like the Britain has in other countries, where you say with interest rates at low uh, rates of zero or near zero, in order to finance the regional debt, multi-trillion dollar stimulus program, the federal government can issue 100-year bonds with a coupon of 2.5% that would attract long-term investors instead of having to increase taxes in the short term. 68 to 11, they improved. They, they, so, and again, it's across. If you approve of Trump, it's seventy-four to eleven. If you disapprove Trump, it's sixty-three to twelve. Uh, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Blacks, Hispanics, Whites, uh, liberals approve sixty-five to eleven. Conservatives approve seventy to eleven. People who most Americans have a home. Most Americans have, you know, had a home improvement loans where they float their debt and they pay it over time. Here, yeah, you could take you could take this unique situation package it into bonds like they did war bonds and extend it into, and, and pay for it that way but, and then go back to a budget that you'd have some discipline and you could control spending with, that this won't go on forever. So you're just dealing with a national emergency like a war and, you, and you're going to put it to rest. Also, President Trump is talking about increasing, because uh, right now you have a 50% meal deduction for businesses. Go to 100%. Get the restaurant workers back to work. 6321 they support that so it's, there's lots of ideas that are free market ideas that could stabilize the country grow the economy help us recover uh, but we've got to get washington out of the way and 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 uh having spoken to steve Forbes, his advice was we ought to on the payroll tax cut if nancy pelosi and the democrats want to hold that up the way they did the small business loans the senate ought to go to an up and down vote the house we ought to force an up and down vote in the House. And uh, the, the overwhelming majority of Americans will support that because they understand if they're not paying those taxes, it will help businesses hire workers, it will help workers spend more money, and you know, grow the economy. So we could have that the kind of recovery they had in that forgotten depression of the uh, of the, at the beginning of the twenties. It's it's very encouraging to see that.
1: American voters are united in their attitudes towards policies that will get the economy moving again. As you looked at these results, as you looked at the opinions of American voters, was there anything that surprised you? Is there any particular trend that you would, uh, Point out to our listeners that they should pay attention to as we move closer and closer to the presidential election in November?
0: I think the, the one thing that concerned me was the, the idea that, okay, you've got this, that they're favoring big government solutions. The bad thing is that the big government may decide to impose their will on. Uh, the president and Congress, where to get the things we need to try to get the economy going, they'll weigh us down. Because this, what really hurt us that extended the depression of the 1930s was the massive government spending and the growth of government. I mean, they really didn't come out of it to World War II. And and uh, if you do that, there won't be a recovery and we'll have to go into an election where, where Americans have not been probably in their history, where, they, where they, you know, they, they're they, not getting the right information, they may go to the wrong policy. So the idea that, um, for example, you're, you're seeing all these state governments come in like they're going to need major bailouts. Well, a lot of them, like New York State, were in deficits before, and they, they don't have the discipline. I mean, you, you know, last month you had asked the question about uh, should they freeze pay For uh, uh, state local government employees, uh, you know, in their budgets in light of the coronavirus outbreak, so that they continue getting paid in their current income level, and uh, it would be temporary freeze. And seventy three percent to seventeen, they said yes. And you're seeing like executives and companies, and you're seeing like uh, college athletics and sports, which are often revered, etc., and pro sports. People are taking pay cuts so that employees don't get fired, and so, you know, the government should do the same thing where whether you're freezing pay or you're controlling your spending, you should do that for the time being. Instead, you're getting people asking about, you know, a bailout where the federal government is going and the Federal Reserve are printing the money. And you're extending the growth the size of the government at a time when, you know, we really shouldn't do that because that will prolong the, uh, the economic depression instead of uh, starting a, a recovery. So uh, that's, that's a big concern, going It's going to be a big battle, because right now, you can see that the Republicans and the President held their ground on, on getting the money for, out to directly, instead of increasing government spending programs and entitlements, they wanted to get cash payments out directly to uh, people. They wanted to get loans out to small businesses that have workers and will keep those workers on the payroll. And instead, you've got people that are arguing for guaranteed income. You've got uh, a congresswoman in the Bronx and Queens, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who thinks people should be paid for doing nothing because that's what she does. She gets paid for doing nothing. So, you know, I can't name one thing she's done for America in New York other than drive jobs out of New York City. So uh, um, so the idea of paying people to do nothing and other big government programs, that would be a real impediment to recovery. So that's what concerns me about the November election because you get gotta- it. Clear contrast of how to fix these things and how to move the country forward.
1: Well, John McLaughlin, thank you very much for sharing with us your insights and the opinions of the American people. And I want to extend a perpetual invitation to come back each month that you do your national poll and keep us informed as to what our fellow Americans
0: are in fact thinking and feeling. Well, thank you for the opportunity and keep up the great work and uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing with your members because you'll be the ones that will end up proving my polls right. So uh, that, that's really important to me. So if you're successful, the polls will follow.
1: We will. And I have to say that Secure America Now has been very active even before the coronavirus on the Chinese manufacturing, especially in terms of of pharmaceuticals and uh, American medicine should not be uh, produced out of China. And um, this is an ongoing campaign. And the, I think that the coronavirus, and your poll numbers certainly attest to this, the coronavirus has educated Americans as to the evil intentions of the Chinese Communist Party. Anyway, thank you, John, and uh, we look forward to having you back here again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Code Red Podcast. Be sure to click subscribe to stay up to date and be the first to hear about our future podcast. You can also find and subscribe to the Code Red Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube.